The Walking Dead ended their final and 11th season in 2022. I will be showcasing their different seasons in the weeks to come. I start at the beginning with season one, which was the only time so few reporters were in the press room with them. The Walking Dead season one in a moment. I spoke to the cast and some of the creative team at New York Comic Con. And up first is executive producer Frank Darabont and the graphic novels creator Robert Kirkman. So what was it, you know, the, the challenge to, uh, to take the graphic novel and do it on television? Well, I was assured every step of the way that AMC was committed to doing a zombie show and they knew that they had purchased a zombie show and that they were going to do everything that you needed to do to do a zombie television show. And even then I thought, well, maybe they will tone things down a little bit. And uh, I think Frank can probably go into more detail on this, but I am shocked. <laughs> like, like literally seeing the final cuts with the visual effects and everything completed, uh, it's just remarkable. It's it's absolutely amazing, and I think people are going to be watching television. And I think that as they get through the episodes, they will forget that they're watching television. People are just going to be absolutely shocked. I noticed after watching the first two episodes that um, the tone of the show fits very well with AMC's other properties like Mad Men and Breaking Bad, but it has zombies in it. And was that something that you kept in mind, like trying to appeal to the broader AMC audience as well? Not, not really, not in those terms. I mean, you know, my my the my perception of the main task here is really to. Um, Due to the intention of what Robert's done here, which is, you know, tell tell these stories in the most uh, unflinching and adult, character-driven fashion possible, that kind of backs us into it may, might be a really nice match with AMC, uh, because they like that kind of storytelling. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it certainly wasn't, it isn't a, it isn't a sop to AMC, it's, it's really uh, uh, out of respect and deference to the material that, that, that we're adapting. And it makes it, the material's so good, it makes it uh, possible, you know, to tell those kinds of stories. And, yeah, to be, get really gross on occasion, which is really fantastic, because we're not, we're not holding back. If, we're, if I were doing this as a feature, I would, you know, I wouldn't be doing those effects, those moments, any differently than I'm doing them now. Did you, did you even tell Greg Nicotero this was for television? No. Did he know? Apparently not. <laughs> You know, on that note, I have a question. You started, obviously, working on television with the Young Indiana Jones show. So you have this wide canvas as an artist to tell a story, and then you've had success in the future films where you got a two-hour window. Mm. In your opinion, what's more restrictive or more conducive to the artwork to tell a story? Is it the TV serial format where you can go on and on and on? Or do you have to work faster to get to the punch because you got a two-hour movie and you got to get the audience involved and deliver a climax? So what's the better medium? It is really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say one is necessarily superior to the other I don't know, or, or better, but I got to tell you, it's very exciting to have slipped into this uh, uh, serialized approach to, to, to telling story uh, because you're right, you know, with a feature... Hell, even you've talked about this because of the zombie movies you've talked about. You know, you've got two hours. In my case, two hours and change. Right. Uh, to you know, to tell a story with a set of characters, and so there's a there's a finality to that. Uh, you got to kind of get everything said within the within that span of time. With this, we you know, we'll be talking about who these characters are as long as they let us you know 
continue to make these. I love the I love the long range thinking that goes into something like this. You know, we're already talking about well in the third season maybe this that and the other. You know? So you're not locked down to the books, limited, saying this is exactly what we have to do. Not no, no, everywhere. Not slavishly, and this is this is why I, one reason I appreciate Robert so much. When I first when we first talked about this, I said. You know, I, I intend to stay on your path, your narrative path, but I also want to d- uh, detour. Uh, uh, you know, when, when, and where it makes sense for us to detour off that path, because so many great ideas are going to come up as we go along. Why not? Why not step off the path and uh, and explore this little area off to the side, and then get back on the path? Yeah. So we're we're and and he was always very very supportive of that. Now, how arrogant do you have to be to say, "Oh, Frank Darabont is going to adapt my comic book"? Oh, by the way, Frank, can you not change anything? Mm-hmm. Can you not? I don't want any of your ideas to be included. Um, now, I mean, between Frank and the writers in the writers' room, there are a lot of really talented people involved in this show, and there are a lot of great ideas that come up when you're discussing what to do in this. And there's a lot of new characters added that I think are amazing, that I think people are really going to fall in love with, and they all have their own stories. And so, what you do is you get the comic book which is kind of a nice road map and it's it's all right i think it's a good comic book it's when, a very good comic thank book. you yeah. but when you when you do the television show you get to add all these different pieces and kind of expand it into something that's bigger than what it started out being so the television show is kind of the the comic book expanded into the best possible version of the comic book as the director is that the ultimate storyboard you say hey look i can go here as a starting point and create a visual that i have in my head or it, it's certain references it's, too much. it's well and not 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 too much but hey you know sometimes in a very real sense we do I mean I was actually this stuff filters into your brain yeah. and I was actually shocked uh, once once I finished shooting the pilot I was cutting it together I, I went back to the comic book to, and and I realized my God, I actually did pull a lot of visual ideas out of this. You know, it's not like I was on the set going, okay, we have to get this, yeah, this, but boy, it really, it really sank in there. I mean, uh, there's, there's, I think, there's some iconic, really iconic shots, uh, you'll see, and you can look, and just go back to reference, uh, you know, the work that, uh, the work that these guys did on these pages, and you'll see, uh, it's, there's a lot of it from there. Oh, oh look, it's Leon Bassett. <laughs> I love that. One of the benefits you have in doing a series is character development wise, you have a lot more opportunity and time to develop your characters than you would in a movie. Is that one of the reasonings of doing this as a series rather than a series of movies? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the simple answer is yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how one would do these as a series of feature films I think you know there's a with features they, they would I feel like they would get so blown out of scale blown out of proportion because that's all that features seem to want to be anymore is mm-hmm. is you know they're spending 200 million dollars on you know board game movies and it's like is that actually necessary you know I like I like that the series is really being true to the comic book in the sense of its intimacy, its focus on these characters. Uh, I like that it, every you know story doesn't have to turn into a big action scene. Uh, you know, it's it's you the the, sto- the sort of quiet, focused, intense storytelling uh, 
uh, that we're doing often uh, is is very reflective of, of what Robert has done in the comic books, and I like that. It's not blown out of proportion, you know. Uh, and Hollywood, and this is not to put anybody down, by the way. I'm not here to slam anybody, but you know, I am Legend is a great example of what I'm talking about. It's one of the most, you know, it's one of the most quiet, focused, little, uh, brilliant books of all time. And by the time they put it on screen. It's this gigantic scale thing with these huge action sequences. And it's like, uh, okay. You you have, I guess that works. Sorry. No, go ahead. You've had success, like great success um, adapting properties from books to film, especially in a, when it's like really hard to find people who are hap- like happily with both uh, versions. Mm. What do you think it is about these? What is it that you really look for that helps you adapt? Um, previously published material. I get, you know, I, I always say that I don't want to. I don't want to adapt anything that I don't love, you know. So, and when I love it, I want to be as true to it as possible, even when things change because it's a different language being spoken. Of course, you know, I want to be at least true, to, true, true enough to the spirit of what I'm adapting, and uh, I think that's why, say, people who love. Shawshank Redemption also feel like I did right by the by the original material you know I never want to just throw throw out the spirit or the intent of what the author uh, uh, brought to it um, and that's I, that's kind of been my philosophy all along and it's, I guess it's served me well enough so far I guess I hope you tell me dude I think you did a very good job sir well thank you no, I couldn't be happier <laughs> What was interesting was that Frank Darabont left after season one, replaced by Glenn Mazzara. He took the show to another level, but also reintroduced elements of the graphic novel. Andrew Lincoln was Rick Grimes, and Sarah Wayne Callis was Rick's wife, Lori, and John Barenthal played Shane. Their relationship was a key part of both seasons, but we did lose Shane at the end of season two. even became a zombie. Here's the trio back at the beginning. Well, what what I have is I have a making of that's on my site that has all you. It has that clip of you waking up in the hospital. He was pooped. And one of looks like to be one of my favorite zombies, the crawling zombie. Yeah, that's a nasty. That's Greg Nicotero. Greg Nicotero. No, like, like I said, I'm really thrilled about this. Uh, for you guys, what's it like? I, I mean, obviously with the series, you have a longer time to develop your characters. Not just one season, hopefully a lot more. Than so how does that feel for you, and how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it was one of the big draws for me, the fact that we get... So, it, it's not like a movie, where you've got two hours to fill in all the dots, and this is the action sequence, this is the... You know who survives. It's about what happens afterwards. So it is absolutely a character, uh, an exercise in character development. It, that was definitely one of the the, the big keyins for me. Also, just to play Rick, to have time to play someone who is so flawed, so human, so so honourable. You know, driven by honourable intentions, but actually over time gets changed irrevocably. You know, it's it's a, it, that's the kind of dream, really. That's. When you see that broken down, you go, yeah. <laughs> you can't not say... I mean, it is, but for all of... You know, I won't speak for you guys, but the, all of the characters, Frank has drawn, you know, and Robert and all the team have drawn them so brilliantly, and they're so different, and it's just like nothing I've ever read before. Mm. And that's, but that was one of the great excitements for me. It's very <laughs> exciting, man. It's very exciting, and, and uh, you know, we get the... 
it's an opportunity like 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 uh, like Andrew said uh, you know it's 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 not a two-hour movie so each each week each each couple weeks we get a new script and we get taken in a completely new direction and we get opportunities I, I, I think to redeem ourselves to totally screw up to to, 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 to try desperately and I think um, in in a world where zombies can come at any point it kind of throws all the rules out, out of the window. Uh, a villain can become a hero. A hero can become a villain. Um, if you screw up, you know, in, the, in, in, in that most important vital time of survival, you know, that's, that, that's when the, the magnifying glass is on you in terms of how you are and where you stand in the group. So it's an unbelievable opportunity as an actor because you get to change all the time. So it's, it's exciting. And, and, and to, to, to keep going, it's just more and more great surprises and letdowns <laughs> you know what I mean how strange is it to be able to play a love triangle in the middle of a zombie uh, show you know I think it's actually kind of ideal <laughs> just to say that I mean the zombies push us to a place where we're all so far beyond the pale of who we recognize um, I think we're all discovering we're capable of things that we would never have thought we could have done and so there's, you can take it farther because you're already pushed past the point of being somebody that you recognize. Um, I mean, it's the great gift of television, right? That you have hours to attenuate these characters and layer them. He can say something to me that hurts me and he doesn't know that he's hurt me for three episodes and he can't work up to an apology for six and it's a season later before I finally unload on him. You know what I mean? You can, which is the way that life works. You know, we don't... We don't resolve our issues in two hours, and, and it really allows things to stew and marinate, particularly when you've got relationships that go back as far as these three do. As far as, one more quick one, um, as far as things that you don't realize you're capable of until you're in the middle of it, you've got a scene uh, with the uh, tank, mm. where your expression right before you suddenly realize that you can jump up inside the tank is ridiculous. Mm. I mean, that was, what was it like to play that particular moment? It was wild, yeah, because, I mean, it, a lot of it, it's, it's interesting because people say, how do you prepare for those kind of scenes? And a lot of it's physical because you just have to ramp it up to get to the point where you think, oh, this is where I kill myself. So because the design and because everybody is so good in all of the departments, it made my life and our life so much easier because it just felt real you know our job I said to Frank I said if we're going to sell this world what we need to do is make it as raw as painful as difficult as um, as beautiful as kind of intimate as we possibly can to, to make sure that people really buy the fact that there are zombies out there and they're going to chomp you know we, we have to work a lot harder I think but then that's a great opportunity it means that you're kind of having as Sarah was saying you, the world is so ramped up that it makes our job more exciting. Mm -hmm. And for me to say, oh, it's a, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big dilemma, it's just been a gas. I go to work and I get to do, I get to wear a cowboy hat and <laughs> jump on a horse and shoot zombies for a living. I mean, come on. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah, we're having fun here. But it is, it's kind of, it's, it, it's brutal as well, you know. And I love that about it. It doesn't feel like the, the same rules apply to this show than any other show I've ever been involved in, which is, which is kind of cool. It's, it's, it's rare and it's a surprise, you know. The story, too. I mean, the story's so extreme that the values that we would apply to this stuff really change. You know, I mean, you ask about the love triangle. 
you take the zombies away, and Laurie's just a bitch who's cheating on her husband. You know what I mean? You, you contextualize this, and there are two desperate human beings trying to affirm some semblance of life when everything they know, you know, they're refugees, their government has fallen, they, they, there's no power, they're living in the pre-industrial revolution, they've lost everything. That becomes a very different act. And so living in a world where where our, the values are, are a, a moving target and the ground is shifting beneath your feet. Very cool as an actor. Very cool. Now, how do you sell this show to like non-genre fans? I mean, just watch, just watch it. Yeah, that's that's how we sell it. Just watch it. Give it a chance. If you can get to three, you will get to three. When you get to three, you'll get a true sense of where this, of the potential of this show. And the thing that I I read. When I read the pilot, I kind of came with preconceived ideas, and it was exciting, it was thrilling, it was um, brutal, which I kind of expected for the genre. I didn't expect it to be so witty and so funny, and particularly so moving. And I think that combination of uh, emotions, irrespective of genre, just makes for compelling storytelling and compelling drama. I'm not a genre fan. I've never seen a horror movie. They scare me. I've never read a comic book. They scare me. Um, Kirkman's wife, too. She doesn't read his comics. <laughs> and she sat down and watched it. And, you know, I saw the pilot. And I'm, I'm legitimately a fan. And I've got to watch half of it with my eyes closed. I think it's just close to right. That's actually my question for all you guys. Are you guys fans of the zombie genre or maybe supernatural genre? And, like, what's your favorite? Uh, no. I mean, not, 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 not. Especially, I mean, I dig, I dig good stuff. Good, I dig good stuff, and 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 uh, when there's a good, when it's done really well, it's awesome, you know. And and uh, I, I don't know, just to kind of second what they said, I think that's really what we we're going for. We're, we're we're really trying to make this a, a as human a, a piece as ever. But the don't get it twisted though the the genre fans are going to be extremely extremely happy because it's 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 unrelenting and it's totally full on you know so you'll you'll, you'll dig it AMC have been amazing and really brave I think and it, when I saw a couple of the first cuts I just couldn't believe it I couldn't believe that they were showing such can we air that? yeah it was <laughs> I mean I did it was it was like I laughed out loud you know I went are we really showing this? and Frank just went yep yep yeah. part of the appeal to me is the fact that you have little moments but it seems like all your characters are trying to hang on to your because you're, you're losing it because of the world going yeah. That's it. That's it. It's a story of a group of people who are trying not to turn into monsters. Yeah. And failing as often as they succeed. I mean, that you know, it's food for actors too, right? Like the first thing I look for in a character when I'm in a player is her flaws. Don't have to look far for Lori. <laughs> They're right there. And so then we get to, you know, this is a journey about redemption and loss and, yeah. and returning. But at the end of the day, we're just all trying to stay people. I think that's right. I think if you're going to do a, a story about the undead, surely it's an opportunity to say what it is to be alive, you know? To answer your question, you guys had uh, that scene, like, flashback scene to the pre zombie era the police car. I mean, that, I think it's the most human scene of the entire pilot. We're going to set the scene for you guys. Mm, nice. Thank you. Nice. I did try. I tried to watch a horror movie. <laughs> I've, had, I've had nightmares every 
week since we started shooting this. Um, and so people Which always laugh about that. I tried to watch Zombieland, thinking like it's a comedy. <laughs> Zombieland. And I could totally do That's it. That's a horror movie. I That's it, amazing. I made it 17 minutes <laughs> before I was shaking and afraid. And I had nightmares that night. My husband had to turn it off. So, you know, I mean, I love the show. Um, and that's that's the extent of my chickenhood. I did I did get all the way through the thriller video, which I consider. They should scare the crap out of That doesn't count. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. There's to, it, there's the undead, so they're dancing. Right on. It's the undead. That's, right on. That's not the show we're making. I'll give you so. I'll give you credit for the thriller. See, thank you, uh, thank you. Right changes, maybe. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Here's more sci-fi talk with Tony Tolado. Lori Holden as Andrea had an interesting arc this season and met one of the graphic novel's iconic characters at the end of season two. Norman Reedus is Daryl Dixon, and he fit in with the group, but also managed to walk his own path. And as Glenn, Stephen Hewn found love. And here is this trio. So what's it like for you guys? I mean, this is, uh, actually, I, was, I, I brought it up in the last table. I just get the impression that part of the underlying theme is really a bunch of people that are thrown into this incredible situation. That they're not only fighting zombies, they're, they're trying to hang on to their humanity. Yeah, I mean, it, the zombies aren't the bad guys so much. That's just an element of what's around. It's Everyone's kind of looking at each other through the side of their eyes and figuring each other out and, you know, everyone's walking a fine line of uh, you know being good and being bad and being loyal and being you know the opposite of that so it, it's it's super interesting in every way you look at it you know? yeah it's a real morality tale it's an exploration of the human condition how do you guys I mean how do you guys lighten the mood it's pretty I saw the first two episodes and it's so intense so on set see, see you've seen like, more than us we've yeah, seen we nothing we haven't even seen did you, did you dig it yeah, yeah it's really good Sweet. I'm glad. Pacing is like driving me a sports car. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. How do you all lighten the mood? I mean, there are kids on the set and everything. Too. Basketball. So, like, do you guys like goof around or anything? Oh, yeah. yeah but we're also, yeah, it, we goof around the entire time. But, yeah. But it's it, you're so exhausted by the end of the day that you kind of just pass out, you know, because it's 120 there. How do you feel like I was able to goof around a lot on this season? You... you we goofed. You, you, got, goofed. you had to be, you had to be there. Um, I think what was awesome was like this cast is so good. Like me coming into this, like you know, as kind of a newbie in terms of this whole world. Like I told all of them, I was like, I'm gonna sponge it up, and I literally just sat there and absorbed everything that they did. And you, you beyond know, held your own. Oh, th- yeah, thank totally. you, thank you. But it was it was awesome to like go from like let's have a you know a nice San Pellegrino time. Yeah, San Pellegrino uh, time. San Pellegrino right. time to cutting right into it and just getting to it. And like, there are some scenes where I literally got chills because I was like, this is why I do this, this is why I love this. That we as a group, not like one or two people made a really amazing scene. Like, we as like 10 deep, 15 deep, however, whoever was in that scene at the time just made a ridiculously amazing scene. And, um,. That, that was enough to kind of keep you going, you know? It, it was dark, but it's like, you see that and you're so, you're so happy to be a part of something like that that you just kind of keep going. There's a lot of respect for everybody, you know? Like, we all have respect for each other, but not just that, like, you can see the crew members, like, excited about what we're doing at the same time, and every, everybody really brought their A-game to this, you know? So. It's very rare that you work on things. I mean, you know, we all have done press junkets before, and everyone's like, you know, oh, we love each other. No, we really did on this one. Um, we're genuinely friends. There was no egos. There was no, um, 
you know, there wasn't that thorn in your side. Um, I have a little bit of an ego. It's so still Lego my ego. <laughs> um, but um, it felt like a play. You know, everybody, everybody. It was all about the ensemble. You know, it was just there were no diva moments. It was all about the work and telling Frank's story and honoring Robert's source material. So everybody's heart was in the right place. Yeah. And how did you mentally, like, how do you mentally prepare for the zombie to attack you? God, no sleep. <laughs> That's what was really cool about this too. Is that like. Um, one thing that I really was so happy about was like there was there was emotions that we saw on the show during filming that I was like I've never seen this on another show before because ever yeah ever, ever. Like, um, there was this one particular moment I can't give it I won't give it away but it's like I saw it and I go oh that's the type of show we're on and luckily it came early because <laughs> if it came late then I would have been in trouble but it came early and I was just like I see and it just kind of upped the ante for all of us and like from that point on you just saw people get to like points where like I think you had to kind of imagine it up like where how could you gutterly react to this and uh and Greg Nicotero like his work is so good that there's nothing corny about his zombies coming at you you know it's for real so that helps a lot you know but we also had like a real like pool of actors and you know sometimes just in terms of prep I mean I just know that I've been in a lot of scenes where you don't even really know where the like scene begins because everyone's kind of improvising and living it and you know I know personally that I went through a few weeks where I I really lived it like I didn't I left Lori at the door and lived Andrea and it was a very dark place but um, but that's what we do you know where creativity springs from sometimes what about the action sequences I know Norman from Saints, you know how to handle a gun in the past. I got a crossbow on this one, though. Oh, do you? Cool. Yeah, no, it's it, the action sequences are they're awesome because I mean, there's so much going on. It's not like one guy sitting across from another guy shooting him or anything. There's like, I mean, it's you know, hell breaks loose like on all of them, you know. So, you know, it's I mean, there's just boom, boom, boom going all over and just people coming at you. It's you freak out like for awesome. real. It's a, you know, it's a lot of you gotta fun. be really careful too. Yeah, yeah. Steve. <laughs> uh, just you know, you just gotta be careful with with, with firearms, <laughs> with people in front of them. Just gotta be careful about stuff. Like That's that. all we're saying. <laughs> now, do you get special training on how to use a crossbow? Or? Uh, no, not really. Um, they, you know, they, they show you how to do it, but you, you can't shoot real arrows, of course, so you're dry firing most of the time. And it was heavy, right? It was heavy as hell, yeah. And oh, you're running with it, but I had one good moment that I especially liked where I, I shot a zombie in the brain with a crossbow and then brought the crossbow up, used it as leverage for a shotgun, shot another, you know, it's, you know, it's, you, you feel like you're nine years old every day on set. It's a blast. <laughs> You should have seen his back. Yeah, yeah, I got beat up a lot. His back was just black and blue. It was gross. But it's kind of like a badge of honor. Like, oh, if we went home, we had bruises and stuff. It was like, okay. There was a couple days. I did well back today. I, I couldn't stand up, you know what I mean? I was, I'd just get out of bed like, oh, my God, they're killing me. Yeah. And that's what was great. It was like, literally, like, there was moments where no acting required. It was just, it was just crazy. It was NAR. Just crazy. Yeah. NAR. Speaking of crazy, what was it like working with Michael Rooker? Oh, he's rad, man. He's like, did you ever see Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Yeah, he's like that. I mean, he's so he's good. He's such a loose cannon. Yeah, he's so great. He's, he's such a creative. You step back and you just watch him, and he just lets loose, and you just, you know, like, 
you might not even be called on the set that day, but you'll drive on to set to watch. Because you're just like, oh my god. And there's moments where I, I literally caught, like, you know, I'll cut to the last take, and I was like, like, how do I do that? <laughs> like, you know, like, I gotta keep up with this, so. It's awesome, seriously. He's cool. Are you surprised by the uh, the arc of your characters? I don't know how much you know ahead of time, but as you get each script, it's, it's like, whoa, you do something like that once in a while? Or? Well, I'm not in the comic book, so I don't really know where I'm headed. I'm kind of spiraling out into the universe right now, but uh, which is cool, too, you know? Um, gives you so, like, I, I don't think anyone feels stifled by being in the comic book, even. it's There's a lot of... Uh, creative energy flying around on this and yeah you know, it, al it also doesn't feel like like uh, like typical television in the sense that they're really letting the story unfold and it's it's gradual and it's organic it's not like you pick up an episode and be like whoa all of a sudden I'm you know in love with so and so or you know things don't come out of left blue I mean out of, out of left field it there are challenges, but um, but every single time a script comes in, doesn't it just seem so organic? It's like, oh yes, oh yes, and it's gradual changes, you know, that that, that we have where the character our character arcs are. Then the writing's so good. I think every time oh, we read a script, like gorgeous. the next day, we'd be like, that part is so awesome. That part yeah. is so awesome. You know, so yeah. it's exciting. It's, it's pretty good. I mean. I think all of us have been really, really happy with it being true to each of our characters. You know, like you get it, you're like, yeah, this makes total sense for me, and it's it's awesome. You had some great sequences with Andrew uh, in the second episode with the whole ladder sequence. Oh, and hopefully it came off well. Yeah, absolutely it did. I was going to ask you what it was like doing the action sequence. Uh, this particular one. You know what? That was I'd jump in full force, and that was that was. Uh, the first episode and it was a heavy episode and what was great was working with Andy was awesome because like he just kind of took me under his wing and was like this is what we gotta do you know it's, if you ever feel this way do this and it was grueling um, <clears throat> I remember uh, uh, this is probably getting around but I'll say it uh, the, one of the first shots I had to do I had to jump o like I had to sprint up a street jump over a bunch of pylons grab heavy bags jump back over and then just run back and I remember that was the first day that I got there oh set. my god and I was not used to the heat yet and I had been training but I've been training in LA so it's like 70s brisk you know and I literally had to stop and they go you look green and so I laid on my back, ate a banana, and drank some water, took some pills. It, it, it was it was crazy. Like and that that was that was kind of how everyone was welcome to Atlanta. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I was basically crippled my yeah, first day. Yeah, it was insane. And uh, those action sequences, like we didn't we didn't like go like oh let's put a harness on you or something like that. It's just like go up the ladder, come down the ladder. Again, yeah, and again, 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 and again. Yeah, carry this gun with you. Come down with a crossbow. And I know that ladder. Here's your yeah. Gatorade. Go. Yeah. Was, oh, and nuts. can you spritz yourself at the top of the stairs? <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating like a pig. I don't know how much driving did you actually end up having to do? Um, you know, I'll be honest. My my driving skills are are fine, but not not that great. Um, I got to drive. I wanted to drive that car much more than I was actually allowed, but. Uh, I got to drive it enough that I felt uh, I felt it was pretty fun to drive that thing. Yeah. Oh, hey, nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, much. Thank you. Sure. Cool. Sure, definitely.
Cool, nice meeting uh, you, man. For sure. Cool. cool. Thank you very really much. Enjoyed your match with the cars. Oh, thank you so much, man. Oh, and he's a doll. I mean, like, what a cool dude that guy is. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Right. Nice meeting you guys. Have a good day. Executive producer Gail Ann Hurd talked to us about her hopes for the series. So what was your knowledge of Walking Dead prior to this? Had you read the comic I had, I had, and um, not only was I a fan of it, I was, you know, I was one of those people who, and I will admit, had people in my office buy the issues, and I'll tell the truth, um, and, uh, and the compendium. You know, they, they, they've decorated my coffee table for a while in my office. Um, and, and I'm one of those people who on airplanes, it's like, okay, who's this weird woman sitting next to me reading the comic book? You know, they're reading Nobel Prize winning literature and I'm reading a comic Some have won prizes. Pardon? I said some of them have won prizes. Well, yeah. won prizes. well yes, The Walking Dead won the Eisner. It's won quite a few. So, you know, and it's New York Times bestselling. So I don't think we have to, I don't think we have to hide anymore. Where did, how did you hook up with Frank Darabont? Well, I've known Frank for a long, long time. He's one of my husband's best friends. So we've known each other socially for years and years. And after I read the comic book, um, you know, I found out for a while that it had been under option and that it wasn't available. And so we kept tracking it. Okay, when's it going to be out of option? When's it going to be out of option? And through that, through that um, um, follow-up, I found out that at one point Frank had had the rights. Wow. So the great news is I called him up. I said, Frank, The Walking Dead. He said, yeah, what about it? I said, so, you want to do this? He said, yeah, but you know what? It doesn't seem to me like TV's ready for this. And, and I said, he said, you know what? The TV doesn't really like to create something new. They like to be the second. They like to be the, 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 the ones that have followed someone else's successful formula. I said, you know what? I, I, I want to approach cable, not, not the, the regular broadcast networks. I want, to, I want to go to cable. He said, okay, good luck. I said, so if, 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 we, get, if we get a bite, are you there? He said... If they don't want to turn it into the sexy vampire version of, you know, of The Walking Dead, and if everyone's on board, so put a call into AMC. And they, they weren't the initial ob the obvious choice until you think about the fact that they have Fear Fest programming, and it's one of their most successful blocks of programming. So they're genre geeks. First phone call, I said, okay. All right. Now, this may seem like it's coming out of left field, but The Walking Dead. You mean the Robert Kirkman series of graphic novels? You know, Rick Laurie Grimes, Shane Walsh, et cetera, et cetera. And I went, no way. How is this possible? And I said, no, big fan. Big fan of zombies. Big fan of zombie movies. And um, so it took a little while. Um, you know, um, there were other companies that were very interested in this. Um, it all seemed to it all seemed to come to a head at the same time, and um, and when it was free and clear, we went in, met with AMC, and uh, and Frank said, "Look, this is this is the you know, this is where I'd like to go, and this is the pilot story." Um, they weren't coy; they said yes, and um, and from that point on, they read the pilot, they liked it, they commissioned five more. Pilot script. I mean, five more scripts, and um, 
they read the second one and they said, okay, we're not, we're not going to go just shoot a pilot. We're going to order six episodes. And that, that's pretty unusual. Now, do you think, I mean, I've seen the first two and I love them. Do you think the series will satisfy fans? Because I, I called my dad, who's a big Walking Dead fan. I said, I have, I have the first two episodes in my bag. And I'm not kidding. He started, like, screaming on the phone to me. <laughs> He's like, are they okay? Right. Or, and he was worried, right? Yes. Right? Yes. And I, and I assured him he was because he had walked around my brother's wedding saying, what are you doing October 31st? You need to be in front of the AMC for Walking Dead. And I was like, all right. You know, I'm coming here today, I have to tell his story to somebody. So do you think it, the series will satisfy these? Well, first of all, I think it's really important because from the very beginning we said, Robert Kirkman's going to be involved in this. It's not just going to be, you know, Robert Kirkman has his name on it. Um, and, and, and as Frank will say, um, and maybe already did, you know, he's adapted Stephen King's novels. And, and the first and foremost person he wants to make happy is Stephen King. The first and foremost person Frank wants to make happy is Robert Kirkman. So, you know, so to us, he is the, he's the ultimate arbiter of whether or not we've succeeded. And, uh, and he's been involved in every casting decision. He's, been in, he's signed off on all of the storylines, all of the scripts. He wrote the fourth script. You know, so in, in my mind, if, if the Grand Poobah is happy then I think the fans I think the fans can can relax and uh, and enjoy it's definitely one of the most anticipated like shows I think coming out this fall season so yeah how did the uh, the production side in particular getting Greg and Katero, which is an excellent choice but how did he come into the product well if you if you if you look at if you look at, at Frank's if you if you go on IMDB and you go Frank Darabont Greg Nicotero you'll find that there's a there's a perfect matchup. Um, they've worked together multiple times. I worked with, with Greg and, and KNB on a couple of shows as well. And let's face it, you know, he's also done a lot of George Romero zombies. He, he is perfect casting. And the wonderful thing for us and why he's a consulting producer on this is the level to which he and KNB committed themselves to this. Um, he was on set every day, you know, and that, that's a long commitment. Um, you know, we started we started shooting the first of June. We didn't finish until until the middle of August, um, and um, you know, so he he wanted to be able to tell the zombie epic, and the only way to tell a zombie epic really is in a continuing series. You've made a career out of genre films. Um, what is it that keeps you so successful? What, what is your first and foremost? The most important thing is to keep it fun. I mean, I love what I do, um, and you know, you don't want to con you don't want to always have to repeat yourself. You want to do something new. I've never done a zombie, you know, project before, and um, and 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 also you want to work with the best people. So when you think about the having the opportunity to work with Frank, um, to work with Robert, and to work honestly with a cast that is as accomplished as any cast I've worked with on any film, and to do it day in and day out for months, and have the opportunity hopefully to do it for many seasons to come, that's what gets you excited. And, and you know, you're on set, and I'm on set almost every day. Um, there's excitement being there. There's excitement because everyone who's working behind the scenes or in front of the camera is just as enthusiastic. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, that's what fuels you. 
I'll take what you said a step further. I think you helped define genre films in the films you produced in the past. I don't think the films that are being made today would not have had you not had come along and done some of the films. Thank you. But, you know, it, there, there are films that defined my childhood. I mean, I have loved speculative fiction in all media from the time that I was a kid and uh, you know going back and watching um, watching you know they call them chiller and thriller films on you know which is the was the equivalent to weekly fear fest when I was growing up I watched every one of them so did Frank um, <coughs> and then to have the you know and then watching 2001 a space odyssey and then star and then star wars um, and then to be able to go work for Roger Corman I mean honestly it's it, it, it I, I, I still have to pinch myself thinking of how terrific it is to be able to, you know, to be able to follow in the footsteps and to, you know, and then to um, to meet with a collaborator like Jim Cameron before he had even directed, um, and realize, you know, that, that we shared the same the same the same love respect um, for the genre, and and to try to to try to do something new. You know, and that's that's what I think what what keeps it interesting is you keep trying to do something new, and I think The Walking Dead is definitely something new. As a producer, how do you convince people that yes, it's a zombie film, but it can be a zombie show, but it can be very commercial? Well, I think the most important thing is that is that you you suspend disbelief because it's dead real to the characters. This isn't a send up. You know, this is. This is, yes, there's humor. Of course there's humor. I mean, in, in the bleakest, darkest situations, there's always humor. I mean, I think that's one thing that I love about, um, about Terminator, about Aliens, about T2, is that, is that there, there's always humor in, in the darkest and bleakest um, situations. But you still take it dead real. And, uh, and it's through the character's journey that people will connect with us. They will fall in love with the characters. They will want to see what happens to the characters and how they respond to the situations in which they find themselves. And that's, to me, what expands this beyond something where people may think, oh, it's just a zombie of the week. It's never, it's not that at all. In fact, there are going to be some weeks where there will be, there may not be zombies at all. And what will, what will keep it, what will keep it compelling viewing is, you know, the, the, is the cast and, and the characters and, and the drama. These are a bunch of people that are literally fighting for their humanity on so many different levels. And I think that's what's going to hook me to come back every and, and it is. And, and, uh, and sometimes they lose it. And sometimes the unlikeliest person will turn out to be the most humane, not in ways that you can predict. Um, and at the root of all of this is that, you know, um, the, the thing you have to fear far more than the zombies are your fellow human survivors. How, how far have you thought ahead? I know you mentioned that you want to do this for season, some stuff to do for seasons. Um, do, have you planned out like how many seasons you want? Or well, I think I think uh, I think Robert had said that he's hoping to, to beat the Simpsons. <laughs> so uh, you know, I think that's a good. I think that's a good goal. Let's see if we can beat the Simpsons. You know, he's already he told us he has more than 250 issues in mind for the comic book series. You know, um, he's not even up to 100 yet. So. <laughs> And at 13 a year, I think we can keep it going. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am. Thanks for listening to my exploration into this world of the dead. And it continues, as we've seen through the years, as the residents struggle to keep their humanity for themselves 
as others try to take it away. This is Donnie Tejado.